0: Knife
1: do quicker. Welcome back to Hampson with a Blunt Penknife, the Doctor Who commentary podcast. I am still here with the magnificent Nathan Bottomley. Say hello, Nathan.
0: Hello. You almost rolled Nathan. your eyes in when I said Do I have to make the decision about whether to say hello, Nathan, or not? I'm afraid that I was completely unable to resist it. You've done enough of these now though. it's a very
1: very old joke.
0: Yeah, Um, I'm allowed one per story.
1: I'll I'll, I'll say that was a half
0: because (laughs) you're okay. (laughs) I've got a question for you before we
1: go into episode three, and it's about Tom Baker. Oh, yeah. Because his performance definitely shifts throughout his era. You get a very somber, intense Tom Baker in the first couple of years. And then you have out of control, like mad Tom in the Graham Williams era. And then, of course, like somber, I'm about to die Tom at the end yeah. of the year. Do you think this is where he's at his best in season
0: 16? I, I have a massive soft spot for out of control Tom. And I like him in season 17 a lot. And it's because he's having fun. And I think so. I'm not one of the people who says, "Oh, it's the Tom Baker show. This is terrible." You know, I kind of hate it. Um, uh, But it's not an acting performance then. Like he isn't really acting very much here. Here, I think he is a a sort of midway between that sort of earlier, where it is a performance. but he's also having enough fun that he's really enjoyable to watch as well. But I like all the toms. Like I like. Um because I mean Hinchcliffe Tom is still fun and funny, isn't he? He
1: yeah, but it's a bit more intense, isn't it? Like, I watched yeah. to Doom recently and he's
0: really like he's he's cracking jokes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, he's funnier than anyone he's in the room with. And he's, I mean, he's just compelling to watch. You know, I don't care whether he's acting or not, to be honest. I'm just happy to sort of look at him while he does whatever it is he's doing. You know, he's so charismatic. You just can't take your eyes off him. I think he's wonderful. Well, here's a tougher question to answer then.
1: What would you imagine is his single best performance?
0: Oh gosh, I don't know whether I can take that without notice. I maybe maybe I mentioned um maybe I mentioned Horror of Fang Rock a episode or two ago because I think that might be my favourite Tom performance, if not the best. Um yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, because he's really yeah. mercurial in that he moves between being really funny and just being absolutely horrible. You know, he turns on a on a dime, and I think that's amazing to watch. I think maybe his single best scene is his uh, gentleman.
1: This lighthouse under oh. attack, and by morning we might all be dead. Any questions? <laughs> <laughs> and he smiles so broadly at the end of it. And yet, at the end of that episode, where he's like, "I've locked it in here with us," it's oh, so oh. dark, you know.
0: I mean, he's he's acting with a capital A in that sort Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Also, that sort of get
0: back to the crew room with um with Adelaide. You know, like it, it. He's wonderful.
1: But yeah, you could make the argument he's gone slightly awry. Come, my fingers, my arms, my everything.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. But I mean, again, you know, like. There's the go away moment at the very end of that, which I think there is.
1: Yeah. Good. Well, and I've always said in, in this era that um, because he is so funny, when he brings that down, like uh, I think I talked to you before about the end of episode two of The Pirate Planet, and, and he's revealing like the shocking truth about The Pirate Planet, Mm-mm. you really take note because suddenly he's being yeah. very serious amongst all that comedy.
0: Yeah. 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 Well,
1: Let's see which way he's going to swing in this episode then. I okay. ready to go to episode three. Three. You, you've you new counters.
0: Oh, okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's
1: go. And we're off. So the heist has been unveiled. We're in serious trouble now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh. I think we're going to be just fine um i actually think
1: this is the best episode of the four this has all of garen's showboating in it so (laughs) and the doctor has that great line of um you know oh when you've been in danger as much as i have this is much more fun just sitting around listening to great stories
0: (laughs) yes mary's quite sort of impatient with him as if she wants she wants to get on with the adventure or whatever
1: yeah, like I said, she's, she's a bit above all this. She's like, Come on, can we just get this over and done with, please? You know, back
0: to the zone. See, isn't this great? The, the worst possible thing that the graph can imagine is being made a fool of because he is an idiot and because he doesn't have a sense of humour. This is hilarious. How dare you touch me? And
1: then he slaps him round the face. <laughs> oh it's it astonishing <laughs> in fact that the doctor survives this scene uh
0: he's super petulant too like he's you know like he's a bit cross about it like he's not making a joke it's just like what are you doing you hit me i'll hit you screw it oh it's so funny
1: <laughs> oh prentice
0: yeah yeah, no. is this his last appearance in Doctor Who? I think so.
1: Yeah, and actually, do you know what? I'd, I'd go as far as to say his first and his last performances are his best, and they're the two he does the least in. And that's the reporter in Spearhead from Space and this. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, this era, yeah. this era has a lovely line in over the top villains, doesn't it? I wouldn't say The Graft is, is the best.
0: I think he's very good. I think he's absolutely underappreciated. I mean, he's, you know, yeah. What do we, next time we get the nurse. But, oh, and Bruce Purchase, obviously. Um, Vivian Fay is pretty damn amazing. Oh, marvellous. Uh, Adastra. Yeah. Soldies. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, Cesare of Diplos.
1: So is, this the, is this the era of great villains?
0: Um maybe i guess i guess because this is less of a show about monsters um it has villains instead and are villains more interesting than monsters yeah i think so and the most interesting monsters
1: are the ones that are actually like individuals that are characterized like links or like the dalek and dalek you know
0: yeah 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 margaret margaret's a thing. You know the Cybermen
1: are. You know a group of Cybermen is an arresting image, but it's not particularly engaging, is it?
0: Well, no. And you've got Tobias Vaughan right there. Yeah, you know, yeah. like uh, <laughs> who is? You know, so I mean, is Tobias is Tobias Vaughn the best villain in the show's history? You know. Oh, you're throwing a question of greedy. me now. Are you? Okay. Well he is pretty damn good isn't he he is the
1: the bit that always gets me is where he entices the scientist to shoot him and
0: then (laughs) and then he's got these holes
1: in his chest and he just laughs his head off yeah it's
0: amazing great such a great performance uh so here is uh uh, we just had a glimpse of uh binro before we knew who he was um yeah, and as I was saying last time, and look, this isn't an original observation of mine, the stuff about, I mean, you know, El Sandifer did it um, long before it occurred to me, yeah. but that the fact that Giordano Bruno, who is the person that ben Rose named after is one of the sort of great heroes of the Enlightenment who sort of fell foul of the church and whatever, um, you know, Like Galileo, uh, like Galileo did. Um, and so this takes, like, this takes his atheism as a real proper discovery. You know, he's one person who looks beyond his world and looks at the stars and, and knows what they are. And that scene where and you know, is it coming up this episode? It or is next in this episode. episode yeah. yeah. Where where um Unstoff tells him oh, that he's right. And it's beautiful. It's astounding. You know, this man who's been reviled and and like humiliated and and lives in a rubbish heap and has no teeth and and all of that. This sort of miserable wretched person is is brighter and smart. Oh look who's here. And that, and, well, um, that, that's another. That's a role that could have been played for comedy, and
1: yet it's the most touching mm, scene. Yeah. You, you tell me another Doctor Who story that gives you, um, like, a supporting character. The moment they turn up in a scene as beautifully written as that, where where they like undergo a revelation, that really touches you. I can't think of one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he does look like he's going to be comedy old guy, doesn't he? He absolutely looks like that in this scene that we're watching now. Um, but he's absolutely the
1: the heart of this. I think it, um, it um, leans into Spenton Foster's direction as well, which is very theatrical. And he just holds on their faces yeah. whilst the
0: scene plays out. Oh, it's yeah, gorgeous. like, The distress you know of being recognized because he knows he's about to be humiliated by this terrible actor here um (laughs) you know um and and so and so the thing is that he's right that there are no gods and there's no there's no ice gods and there's no sun gods there's the stars but but the trouble is that the doctor who ridiculous sorry The Doctor Who universe is ridiculous. You know, like it is completely ridiculous and it is full of gods and nonsense and stuff like that and evils from the dawn of time and all of that sort of thing. It's a universe that is as silly as the religion of the people of (laughs) of Rebos. Um, And and I think that that's a point that... that, um, that Holmes is making, you know that Holmes is, as you said before, acutely aware of how silly the show can be and how silly the premise of the show is. And here he's mocking it by presenting an alternative which is a universe which is like our universe. that is sort of um, sort of beautiful and weird and complex, but also it's sort of cold and, and pointless um, anyway. Sorry, that's a bit bleaker than I knew. <laughs> so, <no. laughs> well, I, I'm very quickly going to take you away
1: from that because the seeker has just appeared on screen.
0: Oh, wow!
1: There's She's so great—a stratospheric performance if ever I saw one.
0: Yeah, is it is it Stephen Fry who says that actresses are mad? You know that um, that he there's something where he says. You know, uh, if you're at a table reading of a play, like an, an actor will go, oh, you know, uh, so we'll just take the screen as red. We'll take the screen <laughs> as red at, the, at this point. Um, whereas an actress will just just absolutely go for it. And, you know, like, whatever, he's probably a sexist old windbag in all sorts of ways. He's, he's Sydney Harbour, going for 50 million. Oh, that's um, so
1: good.
0: <laughs> well, in oh, terms gee. of
1: just going for it, I, whatever that actress's name is, she had it. And apparently yeah. she went to the canteen dressed like that, the BBC canteen. <laughs> Do you
0: think she ordered the food in uh, <laughs> in character?
1: You remember I said my ex and I watched this together. He genuinely used to go, the bones,
0: the bones,
1: the one you seek is here. <laughs> it's
0: so good. Russell clearly loved it as well because he brought it back for um, End of oh, Time burning, Part
1: 1. You know, this is doing that thing, isn't it? It's doing the episode three thing of um lots of exposition and the doctor's locked up. But it's in like a, a lovely set with great characters. Like
0: Holmes can well, pull yeah. it off. Absolutely. But he also introduces new elements. Like he introduces the seeker and he introduces um uh Binro here. And so there's new things going on. We're not just marking time until we reach the big explosion at the end of episode four and how much depth do both
1: those new characters bring to the world yeah
0: yeah well the great thing about the seeker is that even though she is part of the primitive Reboss religion she is right that all of her prophecies are come yeah, true uh yeah, she yeah. completely so she is actually really properly uh, a soothsayer she's she's an actual prophet and she can tell the future and there's no space explanation for it um it's just part of the story and I wonder if that's him undermining his other point you know about a sort of godless world. He's a just, man, isn't he? Honestly. Yeah, well, he just, you know, just introducing texture, making the whole thing a little bit more interesting, I think.
1: And, and that whole uh, all but one, doomed to die. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you know Yeah. The fact that that does pay off at the end is... It, it absolutely terrific. comes true, yeah. <laughs> Although... It least oh no sorry i said the the sickest joke was garen's but it's not is it was it uh what was that prophecy all but one doomed to die well die now and he shoots her in the face yeah, yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He's, that is so awful. he's really awful isn't he <laughs> oh i say yes no he's our explanation of why he's been ousted <laughs> from the lovithian throne. and clearly he's been ousted from the lovithian throne not because of his half-brother and stuff like that it's just because Everyone just thinks he's a boring old <laughs> prick, you know. It's just like, who wants to be ruled by him? He's terrible. I mean, we spent just... a bit of
1: time with him. What would that world look like?
0: I know, I know. Just absolutely miserable. Probably a bit like, <laughs> a
1: bit like England right now, if I'm honest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love Garen accusing Unstoff of being a terrible ham at heart. Like, <laughs> So good. <laughs> oh, so that, good and we didn't even comment on it but just hilarious story about the scringe stone which which unstopped is absolutely just sort of not the actors ad-libbing but the character is just yeah. kind of making it up and like he's sort of super proud of of, uh, of the whole thing, and you know, Garen's sort of terribly horrified.
1: There's when he steps on his foot and goes, Incredible!
0: Like, <laughs> shut up, all right? It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's so Too good. Much. I felt my life flashing before my eyes. <laughs> 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 so terrific.
1: <laughs> it's interesting because Romana pretty much has fallen to the wayside, hasn't she, until now? she's she's introduced in in quite a bit of spectacle at the beginning and then she's just sort of tagging along now
0: i think that's a flaw in holmes's writing is that he's just not very interested in women at all um and almost never writes good am i right about this i'm about to say something almost Um, never writes good female characters jessini yeah 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 she's probably the only one but i mean she is just kind of serverland sort of in a week though isn't she i'm trying to think of a beyond that a home story with a female
1: oh god the space pirates madeline isiguri in her <laughs> Argonite hair <laughs> so memorable i can't think of a line she said you know <laughs> oh, and, wait i uh, not uh, interested in women mrs farrell
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true, Mrs. Farrell. But I'd say Mrs. Farrell's so boring. And then there's Meg's Meg Seely. Uh Crow Timmen is uh is sure pretty damn fabulous. Sure enough Yeah, but again, Shona is is pretty she's in the background a bit. I, she, like I like is, her a lot. She is the competent one
1: of that pair.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the I mean that's just the doctor and his companion, that relationship, isn't it? Like, um, but
1: you, you are right,
0: like, in the
1: Hingecliff era, you know, if you find a woman, yeah. you're lucky. Yeah,
0: that's you know. right. There's a woman in this one? Goodness. Isn't
1: there, there's yeah. one story where there's, is it the Deadly Assassin where there's no women Deadly themselves?
0: Assassin has a woman, uh, woman's voice oh. uh, <laughs> on a recording. So there you go. Gosh. So we have a completely forgotten about the women. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, you know, things like Revenge of the Sidemen. I mean, there are stories where um, Liz is the only woman. You Know or is there another woman in Genesis of the Daleks? So, is, Bataan, is there anyone else? Well, I don't think you there is. Know. No, so yeah. what change then? Because season
1: 16 to 17, it's full of women,
0: yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, who's the guy who directs Sunmakers? There's one, oh, Pennant Roberts, yeah. Roberts, well, I mean, he's sort of terrible in all sorts of ways, but he does. Um, he does, you know, just say, no, we're having a woman in this part. Yeah. Um, he does it a mean, couple of
1: times, doesn't he? Um, yeah,
0: yeah. Marne and um, uh, Tice in in Bounty. <laughs> and Preston like like, in Preston. Forest of the Deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, but in yeah. season
1: 16 and 17, you have lots of strong, like, look at Sones yeah. of Blood. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. scenes where it's all, all women and all fantastic women at that.
0: yeah. 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 Oh sorry we're talking all over We're talking over Binro here And that What's that these hands useless for work Now so does that mean that he Was captured by the religious authorities And tortured like is that How we're supposed to read it
1: Potentially you know, like, like we've already del-
0: Seen that their entire
1: culture is built Around this religion
0: so yeah. Let's assume reprisals yeah. for Questioning it are pretty high
1: Yeah, but I
0: think that that's... I mean, that that's hinting at that without making it explicit, which I think is clever, in just a line. Look at how tight these shots are on their faces. Yeah. Oh, see this. Oh, and the way
1: he sobs really gently. Yeah, yeah. And I think think the most touching line is when he dies and he says, right,
0: I was right and stuff. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah yeah uh, maybe going slightly up the top but that is <laughs> i think that scene in particular is just beautiful you know and it's a moment where home sort of drops the cynicism for a second you know
1: are there a, um, are there other homes moments that are incredibly optimistic oh I, people always point to that bit in ark in space don't they um they're yeah the
0: indomitable scene yeah which we've had you know, a few times since then. I think mean, the show's gone back to it in the new series as a thing that it's good to get the doctor to do. But I guess he does it for the first time. Pertwee was always saying how stupid we are, you know, so it was kind of nice to have sorry come in and say that we're great. I'm
1: grinning like a lunatic because
0: K9's on the scene. K9's on the scene. I know. I must have, maybe I was annoyed that there wasn't enough K9 in it as well. This has the best K9 line as well. don't Don't stop at all corners.
1: I love that He's a naughty man (laughs) oh dear oh and we we get a location shift now as well don't we into the catacombs and that's another great set the the entrance with all the candles
0: yeah yeah well again so bringing new elements in bringing K9 like he knows he's so kind of well practiced at this that introducing new elements into the story in episode three stops it from flagging
1: so you think at this point because this is uh, this and crow is where he bows out that he could just wing it at this point but i don't get any sense of that here
0: so he so i'm gonna rip off Sandra for again Go on. If that thing where she says um that bob holmes could write doctor who in his sleep uh, and the reason we know that is that sometimes he did. And and Kroll, I think you could say that about Stephen Moffat as well, Kroll um, uh, is that a bit. Because it is just a sort of rehash of his... Sort of, well, I think Mysterious Planet is that too, um, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, him... Well, it's not his return to the show, is it? Because he returns in Androzani. Oh, look at that. The fire hazard band
1: is having like a conniption fit right now. Of all those, yeah, movies. yeah.
0: It's shot like a kind
1: of you know very early kind of music video, isn't it? Um, and, and like you said about it being very theatrical, that's very like a that big stage set, isn't it? But yeah,
0: beautifully, it done. is actually quite a generous size set or the way it's shot, anyway. It looks Do you know, I've
1: never. Uh, unimpressed by how they managed to make those sets have scale. You know, yeah. those tiny studios. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, man, these two. Uh, so he, he, she's just reminding us why we're here. Do you know what I mean? Let's mention the segment for the first time in a while. <laughs> Although they, they cleverly explain, don't they, why
1: it moved locations in episode one. Like, we do kind of keep track of it
0: yeah yeah Ish. yeah but but it is absolutely not the focus and i think that that's it you alluded to it in one of our versions of part one i don't know if it's the one that made it to air um that the, the williams wanted to give the doctor a boss like you know yeah, the doctor yeah, goes yeah. from having unit uh, then he outgrows them he has the time lords he outgrows them uh and then he has to have the guardians um and i think you know, probably the lesson we learned from the Guardians is that was actually all not necessary at all. And it was perfectly fine. The reaction to that to make out. him, you know, like the ultimate space tramp
1: who doesn't have a single clue where he's going is wonderful. Yeah. I love that about yeah. season seven. Although, you know, where do we head? Scaro and Earth. If the Black Guardian was <laughs> yeah, yeah, gonna no, look no. anywhere, it would be those two places, not it? <laughs> Honestly, the imagination. <laughs> Her makeup oh, is mad, isn't it?
0: But I mean, it is similar to the makeup that the seer, what she called in, uh, I, get, in uh, time I, I think
1: it is the seer, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And she's giving a, like, she doesn't quite go over the top as this, but it is a similar sort of, do, I mean, I wonder if they showed her this and said, right, do something a bit like this.
0: Yeah, or at least Russell is clearly writing this character, because, and, you know, I guess the Sisterhood of Khan kind of, licenses it in universe you know um yeah yeah they were back later (laughs) (laughs) so was he always he so i still haven't you know i only saw this for the first time 40 years ago or whatever how long ago Yes. (laughs) Yes, seventy But <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> more than forty years ago. So the plot was to steal the gold all along. Yes, he puts it as a down payment, then he steals it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I must have known that at some point. Do
1: you think <sighs> that um Tom and Mary could have had a second season? Like, do you think that would have been?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I think so. I think they. I think they work really well together. And. I remember i remember watching destiny of the daleks again for the first time and being horrifically disappointed that Mary wasn't in it like beyond really? disappointed yeah 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 and i think i had probably i i remember very well watching this for the first time i think i missed some of the end like the final episodes of armageddon factor for some reason because it was always, it was on every night in Australia, like Monday to Friday or Monday to Thursday, which is why we didn't get to see this until 1979, right? Because they would sort of save it up and they would pad it out with repeats or whatever.
1: I think you had and, the better deal, honestly. Like here yeah, it was yeah. on once, that's all you got. If You were lucky yeah. you got a repeat.
0: It sounds like yeah. you
1: guys had it on a
0: loop. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a very weird loop, but we, we had it on a loop. And there was a time when we were, you know, Not me personally, but we were taping repeats and sending videotapes to England. Oh, wow. You were a a dealer. Well, not me. Not me. But I, I know that that was happening. Like, people were doing that because there was no way that people in England could watch this
1: again. They were hot on trying to catch it. Cy Hart told a story that his dealer got arrested for copyright fraud.
0: Oh, really?
1: Side so hard—they're not honestly involved in this nefarious activities. i was, I
0: was shocked. I oh, know no, it's almost impossible to believe. Oh I wait, not to believe it. There's
1: this joke where he grabs the skeleton. He's like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> <laughs>
0: there it is.
1: And Garon getting very handsy there
0: with Ramal <laughs> Yes. Oh wait, those are her breasts. What's he doing?
1: Does he get another? <laughs> does he get another address to camera?
0: Or almost. Oh, I don't remember. But, uh, you know, the, the address to camera is something that a camp villain does. You know, like, like the great thing about this guy is, like, is he camp? He's not knowing. No. Well, in, in, it's like in the scale of the performance, I'd say he's pretty camp. But, yeah. It's he... a giant performance. It's a big performance. But it's not a knowing performance. You know, like, he's not winking at us in any way it's an eminently quotable performance i'll give yeah, you yeah oh, well <laughs> bob holmes's lines
1: but yeah it's um oh man they just don't make villains like that anymore do they
0: no no but i think he's a bit of a one-off like i don't think that there's there's many doctor who villains quite like him I'm thinking, like
1: i'm trying to think of a like a massively arch villain in the new series um, I suppose you've got the the fella in uh, Voyage of the Damned in the, in the wheelchair. He's yeah, yeah, insanely yeah. over the top. The Empress
0: of the Ragnos. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like sometimes they go they go big, and the women get to be camp too, don't they? In the R.T.D. era, sure, Oh, you know, gosh. Like Miss Foster, Foster and oh, stuff.